Welcome to Bold in Business, where strategy meets personal development and emotional mastery. I'm your host, Claudia Manjuk, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, qualified coach, a mom, and an advocate for breaking the rules and doing things your way. Each week, we'll dive into unfiltered conversations on the topics that matter most to female entrepreneurs, including mindset, leadership, marketing, and more. If you're ready for inspiration, insights, and actionable takeaways for your life and business your way, let's get started. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode. First of all, I just need like 10 seconds ago. So if I sound a little bit nasal, that is why. Um, but I really wanted to come on here because I'm feeling very inspired, very fired up right now. It's Monday morning. I just had a long weekend, family time, which is my favorite kind of weekend. Um, I'm wondering, do you ever work on the weekend? For me in general, I don't really touch work unless I'm feeling really inspired. The only thing that I do and I have been doing for a few years now is on a Sunday night, I do my weekly review and I plan my week. I could do that also on a Friday afternoon, but I just find that Sunday for me always feels like such a good day where I've had Saturday and Sunday to unplug. Normally, actually, I kind of take Fridays off as well. Maybe I'll do like a little story or, you know, something small like that. But I feel like after the weekend, I'm kind of like ready to go. And by doing that thing on Sunday, it really gears me up for the weekend. Um, I have an episode, I believe it's... Uh how I manage my time as a multiple six-figure entrepreneur and mom. That episode will have a lot of my process in terms of planning. And actually, I have been changing some things even since then, which was, what, six months ago or so. So I want to do an updated episode. But if you want to know more about my weekly weekly review, uh, go check out that episode. Um, Anyway, I'm feeling very inspired. And because I took this weekend off, um, I've had a lot of ideas, as it always happens. Because remember, it's so important for you to actually unplug from your work and from your business to actually allow yourself to, to integrate all the things that you've been consuming, all the things that you're doing, all the things that you're thinking about. They all need to kind of, you know, melt in your brain. And then from that, you'll get new ideas. And today what I'm coming to you with, and I actually don't know what I'm going to name this episode just yet. But long story short... I want to talk to you about the honest lessons that I've gotten over the past few years. And let me tell you how I came around to this. You may have heard of human design. If you don't know what that is, just go Google it. I'm not going to go into a whole whole history of human design. Some people will get it and like it. Some people will be like, what the hell is that? Basically, I think of it as astrology on crack. And as a Romanian in Eastern Europe, we grew up with the idea that astrology is a real thing. Everyone knows each other's signs and we kind of make these very stereotypical assumptions of who you are based on that, which is absolutely not what astrology is like. But anyway, I was very attracted to human design and I am a projector, 6'2". And the thing with projectors is that we are meant, we are the leaders, we are meant to do our thing and then inspire people with what we do. And this has been a very long journey for me of, instead of So here's my baseline. My baseline is always, I want to do something useful for people. It's so, so, so important. It's to the core of everything that I do that I help people get results, that I help people move forward. I've always been a service-driven entrepreneur. Even when I had my e-commerce business, I'm talking back in the day, years ago, before my coaching business, because I've had a business before, my whole thing was I helped women access makeup products that they couldn't beforehand and also... Again, maybe maybe I should record an episode on that. Let me know. Do you want me to record an episode about like my first business? Because I did some crazy stuff. Um, and also I burnt out doing that because I did too much. But that's a different story. But anyway, my point is, I've been in this business for a long time, in the business world. And I have a lot of lessons to share. And sometimes I find it hard to go from, oh, I'm going to teach people about this thing to, oh, I'm actually going to just share what is going on for me. What is happening in my brain? Because I forget that 
even with my one-to-one client, you know, when I had my mastermind in the past, um, P.S., I have a mastermind coming up later this year. I don't think I've shared this anywhere else, but I feel ready to start a mastermind again. So if you want to get in with a super special price, please message me, send me a DM, send me an email, um, whatever is easiest for you, because it's coming back, but it's going to be so different than what I had before. And um, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be all about scaling your life first business, because if you don't know, this is the biggest change that's happened for me in the past year is that I moved away from just scaling a business, making money to doing everything life first, aka in a way that puts you at the forefront of everything, at the forefront of how you do things, you, your lifestyle, your goals. But anyway, I wanted to come and talk more about like my own experience, because as I was looking at why clients come to me, what they want to know, a lot of times it's very much like, how do you do things? How did you deal with this thing? How would you deal with these things? You know, how would you do this? How would you change this thing? It's very much about my experience. So a big um, lesson that I'm currently embodying is my current experience is the main thing they want from me versus me just teaching on a topic in a very abstract way. Because a lot of time when we teach things in an abstract way, people just don't really resonate as much because your experience, even if you know that topic, is not going to feel as personal and as, um, as um, what to call it? Yeah, just not as personal, not as real. So today I want to share with you some lessons that I have embodied over the past few years and that have really... I feel them. I don't just know them, I feel them. And these are relevant for you at any point that you're at in your business because these are called them universal truths. I actually, I don't know what I'm going to call this episode, but they're just universal truths that I wish more entrepreneurs talked about, especially business mentors, because it's our job to actually shine the light on not just how easy it is to make money and, you know, how nice being a business is and the freedom that is buys us and all the fancy schmancy lifestyle, but actually to be real about the also the hardship that comes with business because business for me personally apart from motherhood has been the biggest personal development journey that I've ever been on and the lessons that I'm about to share with you I actually have four I have some notes in front of me because I didn't want to forget any of them are probably the biggest things that I feel people are not talking about and I just want to reveal some truths to you the way in which I feel people don't really share and I don't like that anyway let's get into the first one the number one thing is that money does not always equal freedom There's a whole thing around, you know, being an entrepreneur means having freedom because you make all this money and you get to decide how much money you make and there is no ceiling and you have all this freedom because you're making cash. But here is my take on that. Money is not always freedom. The freedom is in two things, how you make the money. So it's very much around how many hours does it take you to make a sale? How much effort do you have to put in to make sale because let's just say that you look at all of your activities if it takes you i don't know a hundred hours i'm gonna exaggerate now okay let's just say that it makes it takes you a hundred hours to make a thousand dollars you are getting paid ten dollars per hour and let's remember that that is uh before taxes before expenses before everything else uh before you know actually thinking about how much time you put in that versus if it takes you one hour to make a thousand dollars you're getting paid a thousand dollars per hour before taxes expenses etc so your freedom is very much in how you make the money also if you for example take that example from before you spend 100 hours making a sale for a thousand dollars and then also you spend another 20 hours actually doing the work for a thousand dollars, then it's actually 120 hours that, you know, that, that money actually takes. So 
If you were to put a number on your time right now, how much does it take you? How long does it take you to actually make the money that you're making? Think about that because again, the freedom is making the money in a way that feels like freedom. Because if you're glued to your phone and to your computer and to social media and always stressing, always thinking about your business, is that really freedom regardless of how much money you're making? So that is number one. And number two is what do you actually do with the money? Oh my God, this is so not talked about. Like we call ourselves business people, right? Like you're listening here. I'm an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. Like we all pay taxes, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully everyone here pays their taxes in their own time. But we don't talk about real business things. Like how many people do I see that have never mentioned things such as, you know, taxes? Like taxes are a very real thing. Or profit margins or expenses or saving or, you know, profit in general. Like these are very important business concepts. But instead we see people talking about their revenue, this elusive term of, oh, I made 10K this week. But what does that mean? Like, did you sell? Do you have 10K of promised revenue? Do you have 10K cash? Is that your profit? You know, do you have 10K cash? I recently saw someone that I actually really like. And she was saying how in the past 12 months, her and her business have made 1.1 million. And I was thinking, okay, but I know that she's very big on ads. So what I, and she's very big on, she has a pretty big team. And I keep thinking, I wonder how much of that she's actually taking home. Like my guess would be that she probably takes home maybe two to 300K out of that. Maybe say 400K. And listen, 400K on an almost passive business. Well, I say passive now. She's been doing it for a long time. So it's not passive because she's had to create a million offers and books and eBooks and products and she still creates content and so on. But let's just say like, that is really good, right? But it still doesn't hit the same when you say I take home two to 300K uh, in a year after having put in six years of work versus like, oh, my business made 1.1 million in the last 12 months. Do you see what I mean? This is what I mean by the fact that money is not always freedom. The freedom is in how you make the money and what you actually do with the money. Because another thing is so many entrepreneurs and I'm sharing this with you not to be an asshole about the online industry because I love the online industry. I am obsessed. Like there's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why I haven't left. It's because I believe the future is in women building life first businesses. Like I strongly believe that this is literally the mission that I am on for the rest of my life to help more women to create life-first businesses where they are not neglecting their life, their desires. They want to have a family or you wanted to travel the world or you want to just have an extraordinary life of amazing experiences with loved ones. That comes to the, to the forefront of everything before everything else. And then your business comes there to support all these things. So I love the online space, but oh my fucking God, if I see another person who's spending more money that they're actually making, I'm gonna lose it because that is not a smart business decision. Like if you're making 10K months, but you're spending five to 10K every month, you are in red. Because again, there's taxes, there's expenses. So if you bring in 10,000, let's just say dollars, but you're spending $10,000 every month, you are at zero. What happens if you get sick? Like, do you have a retirement account? Do you have an investment account? Like, are you diversified in any kind of way? And this is what I mean about the fact that it's so important to think of what you actually do with the money. Because as entrepreneurs, we need to educate ourselves. Like financial literacy is very important as an entrepreneur. If you don't understand where your money is going and how your money is there to support your future and your loved one's future, especially if you have any kind of dependent, you are screwed. (laughs) you need to get yourself in a place of 
financial literacy. You need to understand how you're making your money, how long does it take you to make your money, and where is your money actually going. And if you want to um, actually start somewhere, for example, have you heard of Ramit Sethi, which is the guy that talks about your rich life. So if you don't know where to start, Ramit Sethi, S-E-T-H-I, is a really good place to start. Um, he has an incredible blog he's been doing for a long time. He has a Netflix show that just came out a few months ago. An incredible place to start. So anyway, <laughs> can you tell that I am feeling very fired up about the whole money thing? Um, so this is number one, okay? Money is not always freedom. It's about how you make your money and what you do with the money. Another very important lesson that I really wish more entrepreneurs knew is the fact that when you seek external validation, is literally, it never stops. So it's super important that as an entrepreneur, you start seeking internal validation. You start to cultivate internal validation and self-love and you being obsessed with you. Like, this is why it's so important that you understand yourself, that you have self-awareness. And this is why when it comes to business, I don't just teach strategy. I teach no fluff sales strategy content strategy, uh, offers, messaging, scaling, you know, all of that stuff is so important. But the emotional mastery, the way in which you get to understand your own mind, your self-awareness is everything. Because you need to understand what your unique desires, lifestyle, situation, circumstance, goals are, okay? From there, you can start to cultivate the internal validation that you need to actually enjoy your business journey. So many entrepreneurs are fucking miserable. They hate their life a lot. They are more stressed than people who make five times less than them in a nine to five job because they feel like they're carrying the burden on their shoulder. They are the boss and they feel like they have to take care of everything all the time. They find it really hard to actually uh, detach from the business. And that's because they don't actually know what they want because they're constantly seeking external validation by looking everywhere else at what everyone else is doing. You need to start looking internally. What do you need from the business? This is why I preach a life first business because your business needs to fit into your life. Like whatever you want your ideal life to look like, the business should be the one of the tools that gets you there. So I want you to start thinking, what does the business need to do for you? Like, you need to stop consuming what everyone else is doing, okay? I need you to stop wanting what everyone else has because you don't know how you would feel wanting that, for example. And listen, I am talking fully as someone who has been there. Like, I could be doing my own thing, staying in my own lane, and all of a sudden I open Instagram because Instagram is like my kryptonite still. <laughs> and this person is preaching, mm, let's just see, let's take a random example how easy it is to make seven figures with um, low ticket offers, okay? And they only sell ticket, uh, like, um, sorry, ticket? Low ticket offers are under $100, and that's their thing. And listen, I could easily be like, oh my God, I could do that. I could have, you know, 10 offers or three offers under $100, and if I do this and that and that, and basically I get myself in a frenzy thinking, oh, that's such a good idea, and guess what? Tomorrow I open Instagram again, and I see this person who literally sells air for 10K, and you know, their time with them one-to-one, -one, it starts at like 5K per call, and I think, oh my God, if I was charging 5K per call, if I was doing TikTok, if I went hard on YouTube, if I was obsessing over threads like everyone else is right now, I could charge 5K for someone to breathe the same air as me, and I wouldn't have to worry ever again. And basically, I could get myself in the same frenzy at least once a day, if not multiple times per day, because everyone's doing their own thing. 
and everyone is trying to sell you something, right? Like, don't forget that. When you go online, everyone's trying to sell you something. Even your favorite influencers are selling you their lifestyle because they want you to buy the products that they're talking about so they can actually have more partnerships. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love it. I'm so here for women selling every freaking day. I am obsessed with the movement of women, like I said, building lifers businesses, actually having the business and the family and the fulfillment and the intellectual, you know, excitement and everything else. I'm all for that. But when you are the consumer, it's very important that you step in knowing that your attention is your most important currency. And it's very important to understand how to observe but not absorb. The only thing you should be absorbing is your own feelings, your own stuff. Like if you want to consume something, go consume your own stuff. That's it, okay? Remember, your business has to be three things. It's a tool for three things. A tool for freedom, a tool for self-expression, and a tool for fulfillment. It's not the end goal. You didn't start a business just to spend your whole life actually running the business, worrying about the business. You are not your business. So start detaching yourself from the business, remember that you are different from the business and also stop seeking external validation and start seeking your internal validation. Like you being on your own journey and don't forget the business is a marathon, not a race. There is no end. If you're anything like me and all the women that I work with, you're in it for the long term. Like you're not here thinking that your business has to go somewhere five years from now. No, no, no. We're building fucking legacies. We're, build, we're, we're building businesses that are going to be with us and grow and evolve with us. Okay. So start focusing much more on what's happening internally rather than externally. You know, I just realized that I'm 17 minutes something in and I'm only two lessons in. So we're halfway through. So let's get to the third lesson. Okay. This is a very hard one and it kind of, see, Everything is kind of linked because ultimately that's life and business for you. Everything is intertwined, right? Well, number three is a very important truth. Anyone, you're you listening to this, anyone with the right tools and brand can make money, but not everyone can make it last. And this is very much about sustainability. There's a reason why I talk specifically about sustainable marketing, because marketing is a thing that seems to suck the the, the life out of majority of people. And that's because it can be very consuming. So I want you to think, is your business sustainable? Do you have the things in place that, for example, if you, let's take a scenario, you get sick tomorrow, something happens in your personal life that requires you to be out of the business for, let's see, six weeks. What would happen if tomorrow you step away for six weeks from your business? Would you still be making sales? Would you still be growing your audience? Would you still be nurturing your audience? Would you have things in place that could happen without you needing to be out there? And I'll tell you something that, again, I don't think I've ever shared anywhere. This is why I stopped showing my face so much online. Because I realized after I gave birth that, and actually, to be honest, during pregnancy as well, I realized the fact that I don't want my business to depend on me showing my face. I want my business to depend on my messaging my words and I want things to be somewhere where they can be used by not just me and one of the biggest things that I did for that is creating a content bank and it's so funny because someone that I admire yesterday put something out there basically talking shit about having a content bank a content bank and batching and I was like I was it was very interesting for me to see. She's someone that she calls herself a business and energetics mentor. And I was just thinking that 
what is wrong with a content bank? Like batching, I get, listen, like I don't batch stuff in advance um, because I am someone who's still very much in the intuitive space where I, f- I need to feel like my content is matching my internal current state. And if I create content for three months from now, I very well could be a very different version of myself three months from now and it might not resonate the same. But I was like, what's wrong with the content bank? Having a content bank just means that if I'm out, like I have content for months and months to come because I have everything very nicely organized in a content bank and I have emails ready to go, a podcast can be repurposed, um, you know, like Instagram feed stuff. Like I have lots of like reels and little videos and long videos and trainings and all of the stuff. So my point is anyone can make the business happen with putting a lot of energy into things, but it takes a lot of skill and emotional intelligence to make it last. So I want you to think about your business right now. How can you take at least one small step to make it more sustainable? Like, let, let's take, I'm trying to think of a tiny, tiny step. Um, okay. Every Instagram story that you create when you sell, what would happen if right now, from now on, you were to save it somewhere? I'm talking, open Google Doc, um, your, I don't know, Airtable, whatever people use. I personally use Notion. I am an absolute hoe for everything Notion. What was to happen if you just started like a page where you would write down all of your Instagram stories? Because then those Instagram stories could each be repurposed into a post, into an email and so on. And in time, you'd have dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of things that could be repurposed. It's just a small thing. So then if you are out and about and you cannot, you know, film yourself or whatever, you could have some uh, beautiful Instagram stories that could go out or you could repurpose them everywhere else. Remember, sustainability is the key to a lifeless business because if you don't have that, how are you meant to be actually living your life if you're constantly creating new things? And how are you meant to make your business last if it always relies on you being 100% on you being fully there and present for your business? It's just not how it's just not sustainable. Like, let me tell you an example of, again, why sustainability is so important, especially if you care about your life and you care about your life, right? That's why you started a business to have freedom. I had a client and her big thing was to be able to be offline for seven to 10 days every month to go to a special meditation and, um, you know, kind of like uh, basically like a spiritual retreat. And this was very, very important for her. So we had to set up her business in a way where the business could survive every single month with her being offline for seven to 10 days without her audience feeling like she was going missing. So I want you to think for yourself, like, can you make your business last right now? Like, is your business actually sustainable? Think about it. And then the fourth lesson or the fourth, you know, kind of universal truth um, that I really want to share today is a very hard truth. The bigger the business, the bigger the problems. <laughs> because everyone and their mother wants to run a multiple six-figure business, a seven-figure business. Everyone wants the multiple six-figure business, but not not a lot of people want to actually be running the multiple six-figure business or the seven-figure business. So I want you to think, are you able to hold more than what you have on your plate right now? Because you need to work on your capacity before you ask for more, before you go for more. And when I say capacity, I mean, first of all, emotionally. Second of all, physically, literally, in terms of time. And third of all, mentally, in terms of intellectual capacity. So For example, are you now ready to manage a team? Because even if you have one person, that is one person that you always have to think about, one person that you have to to keep in the loop, one person that you have to manage, especially if they work for you directly, and so on. Also, 
Can you handle more clients? Can your programs handle more clients? Can you hold more clients without the client experience actually dropping or without the results actually dropping? Sorry if you can hear Evelyn in the background. Um, Alex is trying to put her to bed and I think she's not happy about it. She's uh, taking her first nap. <laughs> um, think about it. Will you crumble? when you start getting more? Like, are you actually ready? For example, a lot of people want to grow their audiences, but if tomorrow you had 20,000 people watching you, will you crumble if one of them tells you that you suck? How will you feel when you start getting hate comments? How will you feel when people are gonna be looking at you and not agreeing with you? Because before you ask for more, you need to be able to hold more. And a lot of people, going back to the previous point around like business lasting, another reason why a lot of people make some good money and then they cannot go past that is because they have hit their um, emotional ceiling and it has a name. What is it called? Oh my God. I, I haven't thought about this concept in a long time. Um, what is it called? I literally cannot remember. But basically, everyone has um, a top ceiling of how much they can hold in terms of good stuff. So when you reach that, you start self-sabotage. So I want you to start working first on yourself and thinking all the things that I just said to you, like how would you feel if you were making a lot more money? Would you know where that money would go? Would you know what you want to do with it? I'm not just talking about spending it, but actually being smart about it, going back to you know the point, my point earlier about money. Again, emotionally, how would you feel about having to serve so many people? How would you feel about creating content for 20,000 people instead of 2,000 people and so on? Start asking yourself these questions because the more comfortable you feel with more and the more in tune you feel with how much your nervous system can hold and how many people you can serve and how many of people's energy you can take in. Because remember, when you're a service provider, a mentor, a course creator, a service provider in any kind of way, you are working with people and that requires a lot of energy. So you are taking a lot of their energy. So how much more can you hold? Because again, like I told you, sometimes, a lot of times, the bigger the business, the bigger the problems. And I know that I've been there. Like, the shit that I've had to deal with, the amount of hiring and firing that I've had to do, the amount of, you know, certain drama with clients and so on. It's it's a lot to take in. And it's very important that you actually work on your capacity to hold all these things before you go chasing those things. Because remember, we are here to build life-first businesses and you don't want your whole business to take over your entirety. Is that a word? Yeah. Entirety. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a word. Entirety of your life and your capacity because then your health is going to start dropping, then your relationships are going to start dropping, then you're going to not feel so good and so on. So you want to work on your emotional capacity before you start working on just making more and more and more because chasing more is not going to get you to feel anything other than you have more on your plate until you work on your capacity to hold more. And oh my god, I feel like I've talked a lot. I need a sip of water now. So yeah, these are four universal truths that or lessons, or I don't know what I'm going to call them in the, in the title, that I really felt compelled to share with you before. And I feel like there's much more with this, but I would love to hear from you. Share this if it really spoke to you. And remember, if you, if you want to be in my world at the moment, I don't know when you're listening to this, but as we speak right now, In Demand, my program and content authority, is out there for you. And also, Better Sales Academy is coming back. I have one-to-one options. I actually have some customized one-to-one options that you can DM me about and lots of good stuff. Remember, if you go on my Instagram, they'll always be on there or you can sign up to my email list. It's in the show notes and you can always find out what I'm up to. And yeah, if you have any questions, any thoughts, please share them with me, send me a DM. And thank you so much for tuning in. I feel like today was a, a very special episode where I really got to share some some very 
deep important truths. So thank you for joining me and I will speak to you soon. You've been listening to Bold in Business. If today's episode sparks something for you, share it with your audience or a friend who needs to hear it. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave us a review because it really helps us to spread the message further. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect and all the details. And until next time, stay bold.